Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We are underway here at the DW, and uh, Charlton had the kick off. Oh, and Chucks and EK might uh, pounce on him in a mistake, and he has! And Charlton have taken the lead. It was Connor Washington fighting for the ball about 10, 15 yards outside the Wigan penalty area. He got something on it, but Chucks and EK, with two Wigan players around him, had to uh, fight for the ball, and they allowed him to do exactly that, and he slotted it over with his left foot. And after 18 minutes, Charlton are one nil up. Yeah, from a Wigan's perspective, going to be very disappointed that your centre-halves haven't dealt with that, dealt with that, sorry. But in terms of a Charlton perspective, Chucks and Ike didn't ever give up on that ball. It was just a little bit of a hopeless loop ball forward, um, flicked on. And, he, you know, that needs to be dealt with if you're a Wigan defender. They didn't. He pressurised, hassled. The ball fell to his feet just inside the, the penalty area. Cool finish. Left side, slotted it past the keeper. Uh, and, and that's exactly what you're after. You know, I think the, the boys in the studio were talking about the statistics when we go ahead. Uh, it's a great sign. Gardner with the corner. Sent into the box as the Wigan keeper comes forward. It's cleared away and that is the final whistle. Charlton have got the three points. Hello, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendez and joining me on this week's pod to look back at that vital morale boosting really 1-0 win up at Wigan and of course ahead to Saturday's trip to the Kassam Stadium to take on Carl Robinson's Oxford. First up is uh, well, Mr Tom Wallin who I'm sure is uh, absolutely delighted to see that Johnny Williams made his debut for Cardiff this week. Yeah, let's spend most of tonight's show talking about that, shall we, please? <laughs> two, mi- two minutes of pure joy. Two minutes of pure joy. This earned, earned Mick McCarthy a new two-year contract, I saw today. So who, whoever owns Cardiff, is it still Vincent Tan? Is clearly very pleased with what he saw. Difference he makes. Game yeah. changer. Yeah, yeah, it must be, must be. Uh, not sure. Uh, also uh, joining us on the, on this week's show, uh, Lewis Cat. Lewis, I'm sure you're you're equally pleased about the fact that the Addicts won, and and we saw that little bald magician playing for a different club. Well, exactly, mate. And Johnny making his debut and uh, and a Charlton win in the same day, you can't go wrong, can you? I don't think it's a coincidence that Cardiff have started doing well since Johnny Williams has entered the building. Do you yeah, really? Since can't put it all on Mick McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, since he's played all three minutes of like their their winning re- winning streak. Yeah, well done, Johnny. So um. Yeah, let's get back to Charlton on tonight's show. Then uh, we just heard the goal uh, from that winning uh, that winning uh, game up at up at Wigan. Uh, so we'll discuss that. We'll hear Lee Bayer's reaction uh, to that. Of course, we've got your tweets and emails to come to, and of course, we want to look ahead to Saturday's trip uh, up to take on Carl Robinson's Oxford in form. Oxford, they were a few weeks ago. Not so much now. Um, so we'll uh, we'll look ahead to that, and again, we'll hear from Lee Bayer. He'll give us the team news and a preview uh, of that game. But um, yeah, we just heard that Chuxin EK goal. Uh, against Wigan Athletic, Tom, and you know after after Saturday's game, where where I honestly thought we'd we'd sort of come to the end of the line for you know that group of players, maybe the manager, something. You know, I honestly thought something had to give. Um, well, they they've quietly gone about their business and 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 fought to a, a one 0 win, not vintage by any stretch of the imagination, and of course against a a struggling Wigan side, but you know a win's a win, and I think we we needed that big time. Yeah. Definitely. I don't think we should be getting carried away with one result, but I think the attitude that they had and the manner of the performance deserves a lot of praise because 
you're right, it was a fight and the players came out and they responded in the way Lee Bowyer would have wanted them to. And I've spoken a lot in recent weeks about identity and, and a lack of identity in this team. And I think if what we have seen in previous years from a Lee Bowyer side is a side that does fight and does dig in and does the nasty side of the game very well. And, and it felt much more like one of those performances on Tuesday. And obviously, I think the changes made a difference. Uh, I thought Jason Pierce was absolutely outstanding uh, centre-back, deserved his man of the match. I thought Ben Watson was brilliant. It was much more like the player I thought we were going to have signed. Uh, Jake just ran things in the middle, showed how much of a big miss he's been in recent weeks. And yeah, in the second half, we had to weather weather some pressure. But, you know, even against a, a team down where they are like Wigan, you know, they're going to put you under pressure late on to try and get back in the game. But we handled that very well and it, and it was a, a complete performance. And as I say, I'm not, not getting my hopes up and saying we're going to go on and win the league now, although I might have said that on, on Twitter on Tuesday night. But I think it's just important that we start putting performance like this together now, um, going into next season and finishing this season strongly, irrespective of whether we get in the playoffs or not. Mm, yeah, I mean, we, you know, the, the result still leaves us five points uh, shy of the playoff places. Doncaster sitting in sixth, who still have three games in hand on us as well. So, you know, it, it doesn't exactly make things any easier for us. Both Accrington and Ipswich, directly above us, also have two games in hand. Um, you know, I'm not getting carried away and say this is the turning point of our season, uh, Lewis. But after, after Saturday, even if it is against a, a Wigan side who aren't all that, I mean, it's, it's quite funny, actually, in the in, in the presser after Bo sort of caught himself, you know, saying let's not get carried away it's against a Wigan side who are, and then he thought, well, I best say they're a good side because obviously, you know, managers don't say, you know, we played a terrible Wigan side here. Uh, but, you know, I'm not a manager. I can admit that Wigan are a poor side and, and they're struggling, you know, for, for, you know, various reasons on and off the pitch, unfortunately. Um, you know, w winning that game doesn't mean we've turned the corner. Let's not get carried away. But it's certainly a morale boost, one that we all desperately needed after, after Saturday's disaster against Blackpool. Yeah, 100%. And you mentioned it early on. You know, I think after Saturday, we all felt that something was going to, you know, going to need to change or, or that there was going to, something would have to give in order to try and steer this around. But, you know, the performance, regardless of, of whether it's against a Wigan side who are, who are struggling on and off the pitch, it's, it's still, you know, a big win for a side that's totally out of form. And there were big performances in there, as Tom mentioned, you know, with, with PSE and, Jake, Ben Watson, like they all they all turned up and, and all the people that came into the side, I think there was what six or seven changes in there. They totally, you know, took their chance and, and we've said before, you know, on so many shows, Boyer has rung the changes in week in, week out, and it's been met with criticism maybe of not knowing his best eleven. But we were having those changes made and, and people weren't weren't putting in the performances worthy of staying in the side and thankfully I think on Tuesday we, we may have started to see you know a handful of players start to take their opportunities and, and try and you know earn that starting spot I thought Piercy was fantastic you know it was a real a real captain's performance and for me that's something that he's come under a lot of criticism this season um, and that is the Jason Pierce that we, that we know you know he's got that in him he's a leader um, it was a real gritty determined performance not just from him but from everyone and you know, a clean sheet as well after we've been leaking goals. Um, yeah, it's a real morale-boosting performance. And as Tom says there, we need to not let it go to waste. You know, we need to try and take advantage of, you know, the confidence that we'll take from that win and try and move it into our into our games going forward because we've got a run now of games that on paper should be winnable. And we all know that the, the tail end of the season, I think we played probably the, the entire top 10 in our last 10 games or something ridiculous. So... If we are going to make that late charge for the playoffs, which I think we've all kind of resigned to the fact that we're probably just a little bit too far out now, given the games in hand that other teams have, um, we're going to need to pick up the results now because those games in that tail end are going to be a real test. But you never know, playing sides that are up there towards the tail end of the season, there's probably more pressure on them than there is us. So you never know. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think it, Tuesday was massive. I think if we'd have lost Tuesday... Um, we'd have been in a really different position right now. But thankfully, we didn't. A clean sheet, uh, three points on the board, and hopefully we can take that on to Saturday. Mm, yeah, I mean, it, Tom, it's nice, it's nice to see a, 
defensive foul up uh, on on the pitch, and it for for it not to be us for, for once. But I think Wigan, uh, the, the the two defenders, they would have felt they could have done a lot better with the goal. You know, chip ball over the top. I think it was Washington knocks it forward, and and Ek's done really well to get in between the the two defenders there. But it's a smart finish, you know, considering we. On Saturday, we thought we were going to be missing him for four games after that red card. You know, great to see it rescinded and him back in the side. And, and, and I mean, he was immense, you know, not my words, the words of Lee Bowyer. Yeah, and I feel for the past couple of seasons now, we've been or had to be very, very clinical. I don't think, although Bowyer sometimes comes out after games and says, you know, with the amount of chances we created, we deserve to win the game. I don't think we create an awful lot, even in the games we win. So we have to be clinical and he is somebody who this season in particular has been uh, and, and you're right obviously a, a defensive mistake in the first place but when you watch it back you almost can't work out how Anike gets from behind the two defenders to in front of them and then suddenly he's bearing down on goal you know one-on-one with the keeper and we've seen plenty of Charlton strikers in the past few years who have then struggled under the pressure of a one-on-one but he, he gave the keeper the eyes and stuck it away and it's the confident finish of a man in form and as you say, didn't know till late he would have been playing because of the red card, but obviously rescinded and rightly so, gets in the side and just picks up from where he left off, basically. And I said earlier that the performances towards the end of the season are important, not just for Lee Boya, because he is under pressure, um, but also those players who obviously, someone like Chucks, I think obviously is playing for a new contract. I don't think his decision is going to be whether his performances have been good enough, but there will be plenty of players in that side whose contracts are up in the summer and will be looking to see if they can get those extended. So they're going to want to perform as well. So it's important, irrespective of whether we get in the playoffs, that performances over the next few weeks are are strong and solid and we end the season well. Because you never know, it might sneak us in there. But even if it doesn't, it sets us up well for the summer and we can go into the summer with a bit of confidence and that might make a difference for the sorts of players we can sign and, and who we, we re-sign and all of that sort of stuff. So... Yeah, great for him to get a goal and he's going to be vital, I think, in the running. Um, So if he can stay fit and keep that disciplinary record uh, clean or as clean as possible, then, yeah, I think we we could have a strong end to the season, potentially. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, uh, mean, Bo Bo really had had to have a bit of a shake-up, didn't he, after after Saturday, Lewis, and, and he made those seven changes. Um, and, you know, and one of his complaints over the last few weeks is that players have come into the side and, and not really sort of grabbed the ball by the horns with their performances. But I, th- I don't think you can say that as much on, on, on Tuesday. And again, obviously, with the caveat that it is a, a poor Wigan side that we were playing. But, you know, there was there was a few that stood out. And I think Jason Pearce in, in particular won the most headers um, 13 you know, on, on, on the field of play. Most clearances as well. Uh, wasn't far off man in the match, according to like the who the who scored ratings. I think Chooks was given it. But, you know, for, for me, Piercy wasn't wasn't far off at all. And, you know, and he's one who has, you know, be, been, been the, uh, the the man who's made a few foul ups recently, unfortunately, in, in his games that he's played. He's sort of been in and out. Deji, obviously, as I mentioned on Sunday show, I thought he was going to be the one to drop after Lee Bayer's comments about, you know, a player in particular giving away a lot of goals. So he's he's taken one out and then brought in one in Pierce, who himself has been at fault for a couple. So you know it was a big performance from from Piercey, the captain, and uh, well, we'll want to see a few more of those, won't we? Oh, definitely. You know, as I say before, on his day, that's the Jason Pierce that we know. You know, a real a real leader, determined, gritty. You know, a warrior, really defensively. Um, and I thought he he played really well alongside Fainwo as well, especially considering that that Akin was playing on his weaker side. Um, I thought Adam Matthews had a good game as well. Coming in, there's obviously been, over the last couple of weeks, we've conceded a lot of goals coming in from that right-hand side. Um, so between Matthews and Gunter, they've kind of been in and out quite often. I think, you know, Matthews really took his chance on Tuesday. I thought he played well. Um, Matson as well, I thought he played a decent game. Um, can be a bit clumsy on the ball, but also I think played well and got forward well. And uh, and Matthew Smith, someone we've not really seen yet as well. He was someone that impressed me. I thought he looked good uh, and worked hard. Um, and, you know, that's, they're, they're all positives. Like, we're looking around and maybe the only negative to take is that we didn't score more. And and that's really all we've got. You know, I think the second half performance was, was far from pretty. You know, I think it, it was a real you know, a, a sort of gritty and a knuckle down performance. It, it wasn't, it wasn't attractive. It wasn't pretty football. It was just, you know, a win that we needed really just to grind one out. And sometimes they're the results you need. You know, you, ha- you have to be, you have to be able to grind out these results to, to 
sort of claw if claw your way out of a hole if you like and we've shown that we've we've got it in us we haven't shown it enough this times this season but but we have we are showing it now um with the win tuesday and and i just hope that we can we can take that positivity from the result and and try and build on it because we've been here recently with rochdale you know away from home we got the 2-0 win up there fairly you know professional easy performance thinking that might spark a run uh, and it didn't you know and i just hope now that Maybe the last few weeks have given them a bit of a shake up, you know, the the pressure maybe surrounding bows, um, you know, players sort of being called out and not being good enough. There's been a lot more negativity online as well. Um, which, you know, is is not I don't agree with whatsoever in terms of, you know, abusing players online, but you're seeing more of it. Um I think we can all say that Charlton Twitter has been a bit of a negative place recently. Um, so whether those things are, are contributing factors as well. You know, usually you think in, in normal circumstances, if, if your team's having a bad run, you've you've got, you know, sort of 10, 15,000 fans at the Valley, um, you know, sort of screaming, screaming you on or cheering you on or, or letting you know that you're not performing and not and not giving enough. And we're in a unique time at the moment where we can't be there to do that. So the reaction purely is down to the players and, and down to Boyer. And it, it, I can imagine it being incredibly difficult and, I just hope now, you know, that's a decent a decent result and a, a good performance all round from a lot of people. Hopefully, we can take that on to Saturday against a tough, you know, an Oxford side that are, that are on our tails a couple of games in hand over us as well. So it's incredibly important that we try and get the result at home. And I think once we win that first game at home, you know, that's another notch at the confidence because the away form's not the problem. The problem is how bad we've been at home. But I think maybe once we get that first home win for a while that might kick us on a bit of a run and as Tom said we could have a, a decent end to the season yeah that's certainly uh, what we're hoping for I mean another man who's come in recently Jake Forster Kasky obviously missing for the last few games with with uh with injury Tom and and Boyer Boyer sort of singled him out for for praise after the game and, and it shows sort of how important he has been for this side uh you know particularly this season yeah I thought he was outstanding and He's one of those players. I remember when Shinny was injured a bit earlier in the season. Uh, we didn't really notice. Uh, certainly, I didn't really think of him as being a player that made a massive impact prior to that. And then he came back and our results picked up. And it was like, oh, OK, that's what we're missing. And I think Jake, in weeks prior, he, he looked very sharp. And he come up the side. And again, you know what Jake can offer you. But you know, you've still got your scores, You've still got your back four. And you think... Eh. Can it really be that much of a difference? But again, he was the same. Cullen was the same the last couple of years, you know. Those players in the midfield that just do so much work in there and when they're taken out of the side, it just makes such a big difference. And yeah, I've been so impressed with him this season. I think Boya, I think was it in today's press conference or maybe after the game on, on Tuesday, said that he'd come back from pre-season a little bit slow or a little bit sluggish. And he's had a lot of injuries, Jake. And, you know, I don't necessarily blame him for that but I think we're really now seeing the best out of him again um, and, and that's really encouraging because we know the quality that he's got on the ball and it's just the, the case that sometimes he hasn't showed it unfortunately but yeah again another player a bit like Chucks who for the running is just going to be so important and someone that hopefully we can keep hold of because personally I would like to see it a midfield sort of built around the likes of him next season as well because I think he's a he's a key player at this level. Hmm. I, thought, I thought Ben Watson played well on uh, on Tuesday, Lewis, which isn't isn't something we've said. I don't think at all really in a Charlton shirt. That might be the first time we've we've, we've got to say it because he has sort of flattered uh, to deceive a little bit. But uh, Tuesday night, you know, he sat in you know, again in terms of stats. He, he had the second most clearances for us, and there was a couple of times we saw him sort of dropping into that penalty area to help out the defence, and you know, showed showed a bit of his worth there on uh, on on Tuesday evening. Yeah, definitely, and and it's about time. You know, we we know what he's capable of. He was uh he was what Forest's sort of player of the year last year in the championship. You know, a, a, a side that were up there in the championship as well. And since he's come here, he, he kind of has had a bit of a full start. You know, there were maybe some criticisms at the start of the season that you couldn't play him and Prattley together in a midfield, and then Prattley was kind of forced to play at the back because of injuries. So we saw a lot more of him. Then he had that injury, didn't he? I can't remember the game exactly, but he's had a little bit of time out and he's he's come back in the last couple of weeks and, you know, he's not he's not really sort of set the world light. I think we kind of thought that, that he would be, you know, of, of a similar ilk to Darren Prattley. I mean, I know, you know, Prattley had a bit of a wobbler last weekend with the sending off, but 
apart from that, you know what you get with him. You know, he has been one of the most vocal and and sort of players that put in the most amount of effort season after season, you know, um, someone we've praised very highly. So when we when Watson came in, I thought we'd be getting kind of a secondary of that um, with him because, you know, you don't know how Prattley's fitness is. I mean, obviously we see at the start of the season, he's top of all the stats, isn't he? Pre-season trainings. But if he hit, if he takes an injury, I think he's someone we miss greatly. So when Watson came in, I thought he'd kind of fill that role of, you know, sort of interchanging with Prattley and, um, and having that sort of experienced anchor in the midfield to help support the back four when needed. But he's just been, he's not really been, you know, he's he's not hit the heights that I thought he would. But Tuesday, I, I did think that was his best game in a Charlton shirt. And hopefully, you know, that's the first of many to come because uh, we're going to need him in the tail end of the season. We're going to need everybody, you know, to step up and try and finish strongly. Um, and there'll be a few, you know, it's not just, it's not just Ben Watson. You know, there have been performances throughout that haven't been good enough from other players as well that haven't really hit the heights. Um, but I think maybe his has maybe been the most sort of outlined because we just, we haven't seen any glimmers really. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him because I think he, I think he had a decent game Tuesday and that's, that's the Ben Watson we think we signed. So hopefully it's the start of, um, you know, a little string of, of decent performances for him and it will work in our favour towards the end of the season. Maybe it was just returning to Wigan. Obviously, the team he scored the FA Cup winning goal for that inspired him, and, and he'll go back to his usual self next week, but hopefully he won't. Right, just before uh, we hear from Lee Bowyer, Tom, I thought I might as well mug myself right off because I appear to be one one of the only people who didn't think that the, the penalty appeal for a Chucks just before half time should have been a penalty. I thought Chucks had his arms all over the bloke who did push him back, and, and then Chucks sort of dragged him down on the way down. So, are you going to tell me I'm a mug and it was a clear cut penalty? I mean, I won't be as rude as that. Not as rude as you were when you were doing your mark tests earlier. But um, I think I saw it and thought it was a, a penalty straight away. And then I, I saw, well, well, I think we were talking on WhatsApp, weren't we, during the game? And you were like, I'm not so sure. But then when I saw the footage back, I think from the angles that they showed after the game, definitely, it looked like he only has his hands on him once he's already on the floor. So, yeah, I, was, I wasn't surprised it's not given because a, a player of of Chucks' stature against a defender probably isn't going to get those decisions too often um, because if you're a big, strong striker, you, you don't tend to get those decisions. But uh, it seemed to me like if it was a, a more slight striker, then I, I think it would have been given. This is, you know, like remember Peter Crouch always used to get penalised for pulling people's hair and jumping up and stuff. And because he's about seven foot tall, I think with someone who's a strong, powerful striker, you know, if, if they go down, it's a little bit like, well, they... They must have gone down easily because there's no way that defender's getting him down. But I think probably it was a penalty. So, yeah, I think you did mug yourself off a little bit there. <laughs> right, well, I, I think I do remember Crouchy scoring at the World Cup when he pulled someone's hair against Trinidad and Tobago. Maybe that should be a tactic. He did, yeah. That, yeah. That is we, need to try, we need to try it Saturday. Saturday, whoever, whoever's got the longest hair, just get someone to go up and pull it and then we'll bound, we're bound to score. Right, let's hear from Lee Boyer. Um, I spoke to him after the game uh, against Wigan. Uh, and asked him if he was pleased with the reaction he got from his side. Um, I thought it was very good. I think, uh, from start to finish, we performed well. I think we won our individual our individual battles all over the pitch on a, on a difficult pitch as well. Um, I thought we moved the ball well. We created a lot of chances. Um, one criticism is we should have scored more. Uh, but apart from that, but we played well and deserved the win. I thought it must have been like quite a good few days, really, on on the training ground to get that reaction from them because of, I guess they're at their lowest ebb after after Saturday and they've come out today and gone back to you know some of those away performances we've seen over, over the likes of the last month or so. Uh, funny, funny enough, not really. Uh, if anything, I took a step back from them uh, and I asked them to do the same. Sunday is the first Sunday that we've never been in since I've been in charge before a Tuesday game. I just felt it was let them have the day rest and, and to have a think and, and reevaluate things, you know. Um, and, and then we came in, and then on Monday, yesterday, I said to them, uh, just take all the pressure off. I'm not going to complicate things I just want you the most important thing that 
that I wanted from tonight. Obviously, the result, but I, I just wanted them to go and try and play football and uh, make the right decisions and do the basics right. And because it's difficult when when you come off the back of a couple of difficult. Um, a couple of difficult, oh, what do you call them? Results, sorry. When you come off the cut of uh, the back of a couple of difficult results, then it's, it's easy. It could have been easy for the players just to crumble there, you know. And, and so, but they didn't. They, they all stood up, they all counted, they all worked hard. And uh, try to do the right thing a lot of the times. So I think we've got the basics right really, really well today. And if you do the basics right, then, uh, then we've always got a chance in the game. There's quite a shake-up in personnel today as well. Obviously, you made, you made seven changes. And, and, and did you see performances today? Because I think it was, it's been a complaint the last few weeks that players that have come in and out perhaps haven't been you know, grabbing your attention as much as, as you'd hope. Did you see a bit more of that today? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think Piercy done really well. Uh, ben Watson done, done a good job in front of the back four. Put two fullbacks were good. Um, Connor put in a great shift. Uh, he put a great shift in. Young Smithy, I think he tied on the ball. I think everybody that came in, I thought they uh, the one done well. So uh, that's what I want. I know it's easy to say, well, it's not hard to do that, <laughs> but but it is. It is at times, um, especially like I said earlier, when you're on the back of a couple of bad results, then the ones that are coming in, it can go two ways. They can either crumble. Or they can grab the opportunity, and tonight they grab the opportunity. That's what I expect every person to do when they get a chance. And uh, so, yeah, I thought um, I'm really pleased with with everyone. Obviously, it was a, it was a boost that, that Chucks had his red card overturned, and he was able to come onto the pitch and do what Chucks does really today. You know, he was, he was at his best. Um, just slight concern, obviously, went off. I think he said to Valley Pass, he didn't think it was too bad, but. Do you have any concerns about the, the level of his injury there? Uh, no, I've not. I've not spoken to him about it yet. Um, hopefully, it's not too bad because he was he was immense up there today. He's unplayable. On his day, he's unplayable. It, again, the only disappointing thing is if I'm him, is that he didn't score more. He's got to have that hunger, you know, and that, that aggression in the box and. Hunger to to score every time you get a chance, and he could have had four today if he if he really wanted it. Um, but he got one, and this one is the game. So I'm really pleased for him. I thought he done really well. And just just finally for me, obviously, I mean, you, you said you were sort of trying to take the pressure off the players a little bit. You know, don't don't, don't think about the last few games. Don't think about the top six. But you know, obviously, I mean. This does give the, the the hope of a top six finish that little bit of a bigger chance now, and it's still at the back of your mind, I guess. That you, you know, if you if you can take the pressure off of them and tell them to stop concentrating on the top six for long enough, then they might accidentally play themselves back into that race. Reverse psychology. So now you understand what I'm doing. But I just felt that the pressure of me and everybody else talking about the top six. Just felt that it got to the players, and, and some of them maybe couldn't handle that pressure. Um, some can take pressure, some can't, and so that's why I, uh, I decided to take the, the steps I have and um, try and unload them with all that pressure and say, "Look, hold on, let's just get back to basics and just go and enjoy the game." You're on the pitch, and you, whether you're 10 years old or a professional, like you, everybody loves the game. So go and enjoy it. Go and do what we do every day in training. Just don't complicate it. Just one and two touch. And, and, uh, and, and I thought we'd done it really well. So, uh, yeah. Listen, we're, we're a good side. If we cut, cut them mistakes out, again, solid today. I thought, I thought we were solid. And if we cut them silly mistakes out, then 
were always, I believe, will we'll score goals and cause teams problems. So we're as good as we want to be, really. Um, but let's not get carried away with one against a decent Wigan side. Like they're, they're a good side. You see, see them moving the ball around today. Like they're, they're not a bad side. So um, let's not get carried away. We've got another tough one Saturday and let's, let's see how far we can we can get. But it's a confidence booster today. I think they needed it. And uh, so hopefully they, they, they take their confidence into Saturday. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a lovely right. first touch. And Shinny reverse ball finds Washington, who's through on goal. Connor Washington! Yes! Yes! And Charlton take the lead after 31 minutes. It's a lovely assist from Andrew Shinny. We have to be honest, Charlton haven't really been in the game that much in the opening 31 minutes. But it just took one passage of decent play. Firstly from Gunsen, the ball forward. Shinny with the control. It's a lovely control. And the reverse ball to find Washington, who kept his composure and fired beyond Eastwood. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live, the big match preview there. We just heard from the Addicts boss, Lee Bayer, after that win uh, at Wigan. Uh, Lewis, actually, just, just before we go to um, to the tweets and emails that came in about the game and, and obviously looking ahead to Oxford as well, I mean, I, I found I found Lee Bayer's last answer to, to my last question um, quite interesting. No, no, sorry, it was the second question, wasn't it? I asked him about training. The, the last one was about the playoff race and he's talking about taking the pressure off. But part of that was also about the fact that on, on at the start, he mentioned how he, he didn't call them in for training on the Sunday, whereas he normally does. But that, that sort of man management skills seem to work really well because obviously like you can imagine what that dressing room was like on Saturday after that display. You know, that ill discipline, you know, everyone's fuming all over the place. Bowyer's fuming as well. And and then if they had to go and live that again on Sunday in the dress at the training ground, it could have been quite awkward. So to take that day off and, and to take that pressure off, which he did talk about at the end there as well, um, I, I found that I found that really interesting that he tried a slightly different tactic. And it obviously, you know, may, maybe things had become a little bit too intense over the last few weeks where we're playing very often, we're not playing well. It's like a twenty four seven cycle of an angry manager disappointed players and everyone on top of each other and, and just having that day off just seemed to give everyone that little bit of breathing space yeah exactly that and maybe you know like you said sometimes you probably do have to take a bit of a step back um in a normal season would you be playing this often you know we are playing catch up um to try and finish on time the season did start late we're in unprecedented times at the moment um and yeah i think as you said i think it worked to treat you know having that day off yeah, you know, we've got a you know squad sort of prone to injury anyway. You got training, traveling up to win, and then you got your game Tuesday. Then obviously we got Oxford Saturday. Like you say, it's like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. A manager who's under pressure and, and disappointed, and players who are lacking confidence and not performing. You know, being in each other's faces all the time. It, it probably did need that little break, and maybe players just to go home and give them their own 
sort of headspace to reevaluate where they are personally and and also for Bowyer as well because it's not easy. It's probably the first real um, sort of patch of pressure that he's had. Like I know obviously last season with relegation, he would have been wearing that on his mind, but at the same time, we were kind of expected to to go down last season at the start of it. Like the expectation was to stay up, and we didn't, and and I don't think we deserved to go down. So the pressure was different then to now. Like now you know, we're in the league below, you're kind of naturally expected to bounce straight back up when you're when you're one of the teams that were relegated. We haven't had the best season this year. We've obviously had our own off the field problems until Thomas came in. And I think it's maybe the first pressure that he's felt where performances aren't there. Um so yeah, I think the time away would have done not just not just the squad the world of good, but him as well. And you know, we've got that win on Tuesday and, and maybe now that's that's just what they needed, just a little bit of, of time to reevaluate and regroup and, and work out what's going on. And, you know, hopefully, as as I've said, that that's a start of something and we can go on a bit of a run now and, and the confidence will start flowing and we can finish the season strongly. Mm. I mean, judging by the, the slight improvement after one day off, uh, off of training, I do wonder if we just don't ever train again, we may well become title contenders overnight. It might, it might be something uh, to think about. Right, McSquared. Uh, says the win at Wigan was exactly what was needed. An impressive all-round team performance. Every player put in a decent shift and they battled from start to finish. Great to see Jake Forster Kasky back and Matt Smith had a good game too. Uh, it was also vitally important that Anike was able to play. It was good to see Sloppy defending from the opposition for once. Uh, far from pretty, especially in the second half. At the end of the day, it was a case of job done. I would have settled for a nil-nil after Saturday's debacle. So a one-nil win uh, was a definite bonus um, we even looked generally okay at the back. It was extremely pleasing to see the closing and charging down, which was woefully missing uh, at the weekend. Uh, it was also notable that we tried to pass forward much more. That's the kind of performance uh, we need to see every match now until the end of the season, win, lose or draw. It will now be a major bonus if by some miracle we end up making the playoffs, but that shouldn't concern us for now. It's clear our squad isn't really good enough, so all the players can do is give their all and show they really want to play for us uh, for the club. Uh, if they do that for the remaining games, it will give us a platform to rebuild ready for concerted promotion effort next season. Whatever happens, the standard must not drop from here on in. Yeah, um, obviously, but Square's talking about the standard. Two, two questions then, Tom, actually. So just quickly on Matt Smith, actually, yeah, played pro- probably one of his better games. Obviously, hasn't been here for, for too long. Uh, but also about, you know, those standards not dropping. I mean, don't forget, you know, after what, you know, what we said on Sunday was it without an improvement, then Lee, Lee, Lee Bowyer's future would certainly be questioned as well. So he, he needs to maintain this, you know, improvement, even if it was a minor one, up until up until the end of the season, really. He, ne- he needs that to happen. Yeah, and he's spoken a couple of times, hasn't he, about maybe complacency setting in a little bit. And it's hard after a relegation. I know Powell talked about it when he first came in and said, at that time, the club was still talking about the Premier League and it was probably three seasons, four seasons later. So you get relegated from the championship and for the first few games, you probably feel a little bit like we're we're better than all these teams and we should be up there and maybe that complacency does set in. And Bowyer has said to them, look, you can't take any game for granted. I think that's been proven by some of the defeats. You look even just at Burton recently, you know, down there uh, towards the bottom of the league and, and beat us and deservedly so. And so... I think maybe it's just that realisation. I think taking them away for, for Sunday, as you said, and just giving everybody a bit of headspace, maybe that, that has helped um, with with that. But what you say about going forward, it's as I said earlier in the show, it, it is important because you know, I, personally, I don't think Boja should be sacked. I don't, I don't want him to go. I feel he deserves a crack at next season. But if we were to lose every game between now and the end of the season, Thomas has got a decision to make and... It's the same with those players. They're playing for their own futures, whether that's here or elsewhere as well. So they're going to want to perform and they're going to want to try and build some confidence to the end of this season, whatever happens. So, yeah, you certainly can't complain at a win wherever we end up. And just very briefly on Matt Smith, I I was impressed with him. I thought the game he played the other day, I can't remember which game it was, um, but he looked a little bit lightweight in the middle. Um, But yesterday, uh, sorry, Tuesday, he looked just a bit more comfortable and a bit more assured and, I think I said when we signed him, I remember him from the the Swindon game we had against them in the League Cup. And you know what he's about. He's good on the ball. And we just saw a little bit more of that against Wigan. And maybe that's because they sat off us. Um, so we'll have to see how he gets on in 
in some slightly higher pressured games or games against some some better sides in the division. But yeah, I think he hopefully has now shown Lee that he's someone that could be trusted as well. So he can rotate that midfield a little bit more if he needs to, because he hasn't really done that enough for me. Um, Although he likes his rotation. I think that midfield, you know, people like him and Albie Morgan, I just don't feel have really had enough of a crack, but it might be because Boya doesn't think they're quite up to it. I'm not sure. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, certainly with Albie, because I mean, Lewis, we've not seen Albie now for I think four, four match days in a row. Uh, and, and Bo was asked about it the other day, and, and he's just saying it's down to competition again. I mean, are you surprised that Albie's not getting game time at the moment? Would, would you would you have him in for Oxford? I, I think he deserves a shot, yeah, because I mean, especially if he's if he's putting it down to competition. I mean, get a take and choose out of the equation. We've not really seen a lot to sort of say that anyone else is is playing leaps and bounds above him. Um, I I think that there have been performances from Albie this season where where Bo has come out and publicly said that you're starting to really mature as a player and you're starting to see the Albie Morgan that, that he believes is in there, you know, with his attacking performances, but also his defensive work as well that we started to see come in. Obviously had some impressive performances earlier on in the season against, I think it was Ipswich, he got a goal, didn't he, or, or Portsmouth. Um, you know, and, and I, I've got a lot of, um, I really rate Albie Morgan, I really do. Um, and I think he, do, he does deserve to be in and around the squad, uh, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, Bo's the manager. If maybe he's not seeing something from Albie in training, or or maybe the position that he wants to play, Albie's fallen down the pecking order. But I haven't seen enough from from that midfield really, um, apart from the likes of Jake, and who's been out for a long time, Liam Miller to an extent as well, and Andrew Shinney that really warrant uh, Albie being kept out. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I give him a go. I, I don't understand why he's not in and around the starting starting eleven or at least the match day squad, but. We've got a lot of options in midfield, and Bo is the boss. So if he's if he's not seeing something in training that he thinks he wants to see, then we've got to, we've got to accept that. But you know, I I think Albie's a great player with a great future, um, and I, I think I'd like to see him come in really because you know we've got a lot of lone players um, that we're going to lose at the end of the season, and Albie's probably still going to be here. So I think it'd be nice to get him you know embedded in the team now so that he can try and stamp his claim for for next season to be a more regular starter. Excellent stuff. Right, Mr. Phil sends in an email. Hi, guys. Great article by Benji Nurick on uh, Jake Forster Casca. Yeah, you can check that one out on the South London Press uh, website. It says, echoing what I have been saying for a long time, he just seems to be a player that goes under the radar of most people, but he makes such a difference to the team. Hopefully, they get him to sign a new contract before he has thoughts of moving on. I, uh, if there are no further injury problems, then let's hope for more of the same against Oxford on Saturday. Uh, although I do wish they'd give us a bit of breathing space by scoring more than one goal or getting more than a one-goal lead. Still, having supported Charlton since 1955, I guess I should realise by now that is just not the Charlton way and never has been. I'm therefore expecting a tight game in Oxford and hoping for another win. Sitting on the edge of my seat, biting my nails to the quick. Uh, let's hope that we can handle Elliot Lee better than we managed with his brother Ollie uh, on the other week. Keep up the good work and looking forward to some more positive chat on Sunday. That's from Mr. Phil. Cheers, Phil. Yeah, hopefully we will be in a position to be positive. Yeah, I see that Rob Lee's back on uh, again because it's one of his son's uh, sides we're coming up against. I mean, there's this hope that obviously Ollie's scored against us for for was it Gillingham wasn't it so no, le- less of that but yeah ho- hopefully it'll be a fascinating game against against Oxford because they are a, a decent side under under Carl Robinson no matter how much that might hurt some of you unfortunately uh, and so yeah it'll be a good one be a tough one even if they have tailed off a little bit uh, recently hello to Jonathan West who says how are you we're very well uh, thank you Jonathan hope you and the rest of the upbeats are well uh, and then Steve McLennan says hi gents uh, that was a stressful game to watch uh, whilst I was cycling 65k for the race to Europe uh, event for CACAT uh, says can you ask Nathan to get his butt moving uh, zero miles so far yeah I think Nathan's pulled out actually he's, he's just been very busy with work unfortunately um, but yeah we'll uh, chat on live we'll be making a donation to I need to get a glop up sorted out because uh, I know he's doing it uh, from our sponsorship money we'll, we'll put some money into that so keep up the good work uh, Steve and everyone else doing that 
that for the trust. Uh, Pierce uh, deservedly took the plaudits for me, but Jake Forsikaski uh, was absolutely superb and made a huge difference with his work rate and passing. The balance of that midfield looked much better, and the Watson haters, there's quite a few, uh, would have had to be impressed by his positioning and commitment to get that clean sheet. I'd like to see Purrington uh, back on Saturday as Martin was clearly the weak link with his poor positioning, and I'm slightly concerned that Miller's form has dipped. Uh, we now have a platform to build uh, from, and it's hugely important we follow this up with a result against Oxford and build some confidence and momentum for the next winnable games. Come on, you Reds. Yeah, so um, Tom, I mean, Miller and Martin mentioned there. Now, um, obviously, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, listening to the commentary with, with Brownie because I had my headphones in doing BBC London on on Tuesday, Tom, but apparently he was quite scathing of, of Ian Martin's positioning at times. Uh, I mean, and do, do you think Perrington will come back in? Obviously, I think he, he was uh, he was missing on, on Tuesday. Uh, and, then, and then when it comes to Liam Miller, it's, I still think he drives us up the pitch. I, it's, it's just hasn't picked out an assist for a little while, but not many players have, to be fair, over the last over the last few weeks. So what have you made of those two recently? And again, you know, because we are now focusing on Oxford, would you have those two in the side for the Oxford game? I, I can't see Miller dropping out, but would, would Martson be replaced by Perrington for you? It's a really difficult one. I think if you're asking me just do I think Purrington is the better player in form at the moment, I would say yes. Um, would I change him? I don't know because we've just kept a clean sheet and as I've said plenty of times in recent weeks, I'm not one for changing the back four. But I think Brownie's criticism, Martson, was, was totally fair. Um, you know, he, I think the comparisons between him and, and De Silva, um, just because of where he's come from and the sort of build of player he is and the fact that he plays in a similar position, I, I don't think he's had the same impact. And that may be, a, you know, it's a very tough act to follow, but he's a young player learning the game. And I think he deserves a bit of credit for coming in and, and doing the job he has because he's not been a bad player by any stretch. But I do think there are some games where he does look certainly slightly out of his depth. And I think Purrington bringing that consistency and that solid performance is sometimes the better option. Uh, but looking ahead to Oxford, I, I probably wouldn't change it, as I say, just because I, I like to keep the back four, if at all possible. On Liam Miller, you know, I said it to you boys on, on Tuesday night, he just drives me mad because you know how good he is at getting past players and getting to the byline, but his final ball, and I remember when we signed him, I said, you know, he's a young player, the one thing we're going to have to be careful of is his final ball might not be perfect yet because he is still learning, and you know, that's that's proven right so far. I think sometimes he can, as you say, he has got a few assists, but he's just guilty too many times, I think, of either hanging on to the ball or making the wrong decision or, or overhitting his pass. But I think what he can do in transition, in terms of driving us forward, uh, like a certain other player who's no longer with us, I think that is crucial to, to what we do. And whilst Jayasimi is still kind of bedding into the side, I think Liam Miller is, is crucial to that. So... I'd be very surprised if he drops out of the side. But again, I understand the the criticism of him. I, I just think maybe it's slightly harsh because he's a young player developing his game. But at the same time, if you're, if you're old enough to play League One football, you're old enough to get criticism when you perhaps don't perform to your maximum. So, um, yeah, I would, I would hope that both of them start. Definitely Miller, I can see starting. Mm, excellent right um, uh, Dave Boy said it was a was a performance against Blackpool that was needed uh, it wasn't pretty but the players did their jobs they need to back it up against Oxford on Saturday Cass says after Blackpool we needed to take a step forward no matter how small that was I thought we started great and then got after their back line, which resulted in Chucks's goal after their defence parted like the Red Sea. I was mostly impressed with the resilience, though, uh, shown out to see the win. So, right, let's turn our attention to Oxford. Michael Page um, has tweeted in to say that we're going to get beat 4-0. Uh, that's the spirit, Michael. <laughs> but it could, it could easily happen. Uh, you know, tough game against Carl Robinson's Oxford. Uh, we want to get some team news. And Lee Bowyer's thoughts ahead of that one then. So, uh, first up, Bo was asked... Uh, if there's any uh, hangover, sort of injury-wise, because obviously Chucks went off injured, didn't he, against uh, Wigan during the week. Uh, and also uh, Jake Forstikaski apparently picked up a little something uh, against uh, Wigan. So uh, Bo was asked for an update on those two, first of all. Yeah, no, they're both fine. Um, Chucks, a uh, little bit of tightness, but the way we set out and we play, he had to do a bit more running than what he's, than what he's used to. So... Uh, yeah, he's fine. Um, he was in yesterday. 
chat to him over and everything's okay. Jake's fine. Um, young Ian, a little bit of tightness, but again, they're all good. So uh, nothing to, to worry about. <clears throat> How's um, Alex Gilby? Uh, any closer? Yeah, I'm hoping next week it, it start training with the group hopefully next week. Um, some good news. Ryan will be training with the group next week. Um, so, Brilliant. That was my last question. so he uh, went for that scan on Monday just to follow up one and um, it's come back good. So uh, he's obviously been out for a while now doing stuff outside. Been developing his kicking distances, you know, 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. Um, so next week he'll be back training with us. And uh, obviously then we have to go from there regarding minutes with the 23s. But most important thing is he's, he's going to be back out of us on Monday. Great news. Um, going on to Oxford or on a decent run despite <clears throat> the defeat on Tuesday. Now, um, up against Carl Robinson again, should be a tough one. Yeah, yeah, I think they drew Tuesday, didn't they? They drew. Oh, sorry, draw. Yeah, nil nil. They drew repeat, right? And um, yeah, Cole, they've got a good side, Terry. Like, there's no, you can't get away from that. They, I said at the start of the season, they're being in around the playoffs. Um, last season, they was in the playoffs. They got to the final. Since Cole left left here, he's he's built a good squad. He's, he takes time to build a side, and and he's put a good side together. So. They moved the ball well. Uh, they've got good players in the final third that can hurt you. So, but again, if we do the basics right, then, then we're a good side as well. We, we showed that Tuesday. We showed that on a lot of occasions this season. So, uh, on Saturday, I'm expecting a, a good game. It'd be a good match. There won't be much in it, I don't think. Well, look at the table. Uh, and I know that uh, the top three might look like they're pulling away a little bit. But, um, you know, there's five points separate... Uh, Seven teams below us, uh, and five points separate five teams above us. So it's still uh, still very tight and a crazy league. Yeah, and there's loads to play for, loads loads of games to play, and, and a lot of points to play for. So and there's no point looking at the league now. Let's look at it at the end of the season and, and, and see where we are then. So. That's, that's when you, you can get judged. There we go. So the uh, Alex Boss looking ahead to that game uh, with uh, Oxford. Good news at the top that Chucks is going to be okay and Jake sounds like he's okay. And Ryan Innes not too far away from, from coming back as well. So uh, all positive news there. Um, I mean, when Innes comes back, Lewis, on paper, that's when we'll uh, return to never conceding a goal again when when those two, Innes and Fainwell play. That's the, that's the one missing link from us winning this, this league boy of 100 and something points. Well, exactly, yeah. I don't know why it's taken so long, eh? But hopefully, well, in all seriousness, you know, with with Ryan and this, the the run that we went under then was was brilliant, wasn't it? With him and Fainwell at the back, but also throughout the whole pitch, you know. And it's going to take him a lot of time to to settle back in because he's been out for an incredible. What's he been out since November, something like that? Early November. It's a long time. Um, and Fainwell's come back in and, and kicked on. So hopefully, hopefully Ryan can do the same, but. Um, you know, it, the the most important thing is that that he's coming back in as an option as well because, you know, we've we've had it with Deji where he's had a few good performances, made a couple of mistakes. Pierce, he had a great performance on Saturday, uh, Tuesday, sorry, um, has made a few mistakes this season. Fenway's been pretty steady throughout, to be honest, when he's when he's not been injured, and and the same with Ryan Innes. I think he was fantastic in that in that opening sort of period with us, and you know, he's a permanent player as well, so we want to make sure that. We, we sort of keep embedded in and everything for next season because he's going to be one of the players that is going to be here, I imagine. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting him back, to be honest. And, and also incredibly happy that, that Chucks and Jake have pulled through Tuesday without any any niggles because they were both fantastic uh, on Tuesday. Jake, this season for me, has, has been, like I think, you know, Tom's mentioned it already, but like the Jake Forster Kasky that we're, that we're used to seeing. But before he got that big injury at the start of the of the playoff winning campaign, you know, the sort of key player we saw then and hopefully um, he'll be one of the first people to sign an extension because I'd, I'd love to see him stay here and I think he's got potential to captain the football club and uh, and be a real important you know member of this squad like he has been previously and I'm just really happy to see the you know like the informed Jake Forsakowski that we're 
that we've seen previously back in action. You know, he's had so many struggles with injuries. It's so good to see to see him back, you know, fighting fully fit and performing to the standard he is. I think it, it's a real testament to him and we're incredibly lucky, you know, when he, on his day, he's, he's totally unplayable. Mm, certainly. Now, I mean, obviously, it's an Oxford side. Uh, so they, they went on a, a run where they won nine games out of ten. Uh, was it seven of those Seven of those in a row? I'm talking league only. I think there was a few more in other competitions as well. But then they've, they've just gone four without a win now. Three of them draws. Uh, one nil home defeat against Portsmouth in that run as well. Um, but, you know, you, you have to take your hat off to Carl Robinson. He, he, he's turned that side around again. You know, that again, they, they didn't start too well. They had a, a run sort of around September, October where they were struggling. But he's just found a winning formula for them recently. Obviously, just tailing off. But, you know, you, you sort of know what, what to expect from Carl Robinson. It used to be you'd know exactly what formation to expect, but he, does, he doesn't quite play that that way anymore. But you expect a side with a, with a lot of energy who will look to to, to get forward, uh, you know, as quickly as possible. And it's as you know, we, we beat Oxford earlier on in the season, probably a little bit fortunate. You know, I don't think it was uh, it was much of much in it, but we won two 0 It's it's going to be a tough one this, see, even with this little tailing off they've had recently, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And you, you say you know what you're going to get. And look, he's a good manager at this level. You know, he did he did relatively well for us uh, off the back of of Russell Slade and, and started to build, I think, and put the building blocks in place for, for Boya to come and take over. So I think he still deserves some credit for, for what he did with us, although there'll be plenty of people who I know won't agree. But it was no surprise to me that he went to to Oxford and and has improved them. Um, I think they're probably a side that League One is probably their level. Um, I, you know, maybe get up to the Championship every now and again, but I think this is probably about right for them. Um, so yeah, he's a good manager. They're a good side, as you say. They're going to get the ball forward quickly, and they're a team that we because of of Carl being there, we've kind of developed a little rivalry with over the past two or three seasons, and. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy game. You're right. I thought we were probably slightly fortuitous to get the win um, previously, but but we did. Um, and it's going to be an interesting battle. And as you say, he may not be quite as rigid with his 4-2-3-1 as he was back then, but Boyer and, and Carl obviously know each other well. So you would imagine they'll have a, a pretty good idea of what to expect from each other, which is why I think the games are, are usually quite close. So... Yeah, it's going to be another difficult game. But as I say, the, the crucial thing here is finally to start putting back-to-back -back results together because we can praise a, a win against a, a Wigan side that are down there all we like, but it doesn't really count for anything if we then go and lose at Oxford because that inconsistency is what ultimately has cost us to this point in the season. So it's going to be a tough game, but, but one that we, we can definitely get three points from if we were on our game like we were on Tuesday. Yeah, and I just wonder if, uh, again, Lewis, what, what changes Bo might be looking at? You know, after that result Tuesday, you'd think he might stick with a fairly similar side. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure if there's... I'm just looking at that bench, the only one maybe, obviously, is Jaden Stockley might come in for, for Connor Washington. Him and Anike have, have played well together up top before. Is, is there anything that really stands out for you that you'd like to see changed before Saturday? Um, I think I'd like. Well, I think the main one for me, I, I'd agree. I'd like to see Stockley come in for for Connor. Maybe um, you know hasn't played a lot of football recently, Connor Washington. But you know he played well on uh, Tuesday. He did play the full ninety, so you wonder whether he'll he'll rest him. Stockley didn't feature at all, so he'll be pretty fresh. Um, Chucks as well came through unscathed, but you don't know if he if he was carrying a little something with that hamstring whether he will maybe not take a risk and might not play him from the off and he might play Connor and and Jaden together. So I think the main change will be will be in uh will be up top. Um I agree with Tom. I wouldn't overly want to change the back four. I think um I'd leave it as it is. Um there may be a slight chance that Perrington comes in for Martson just because he he's maybe the the weaker link in that defence at the moment. But like you say, I, I I wouldn't want to see a huge amount of changes there. Um, so, yeah, I think the main thing will be up top. You know, Stockley's been really good for us um, since coming in as well. Um, ideally, him and Chucks together would be great. But if Chucks is slightly feeling that, that hammy that he that he picked up on uh, Tuesday, then 
maybe for the you know for the longevity of the season, maybe you do start him from the bench uh, and leave leave Connor on alongside uh, Stockley, and then and use Chucks in the second half if we're you know if we're struggling. But that's the only one I can really foresee, to be honest. Mm, excellent stuff. Right, we've run out of time actually on this week's uh, big match preview. So thanks to all of you uh, who have tuned in. Thank you, Tom and Lewis, for being involved this week. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. No Good worries. to have you both with me. I've been Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, then we'll be back on Sunday to look back at that game against Oxford. Let's hope it's back-to-back wins for the Addicts for the first time. Well, forever, it feels like, but I think back uh, back since the uh, start of November. We shall speak to you on Sunday. Charles and Charles and <laughs>